Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. And I guess what I should do is stop watching tech games because tech won this game and I didn't see it. I've seen pretty much every tech game since I started school. And maybe I'm the reason why we don't have any conference championships. Yeah, that could be the reason. Or it's because Evan and Catherine need to get married every weekend. I mean, who really knows? Yeah, that 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 could also be it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into this game. We'll start with the 90 second, 120, however many seconds it takes to get through this game (laughs) recap. Uh, Matt, I mostly reconstructed these notes off of what you were posting in the chat. Um, I cleaned them (laughs) up a little bit for air, but that's good. good. uh, But here we go. And we start now. Touchdown Tech on the opening drive after a great long series of plays. UTEP's first drive goes just about as well for Tech. Some great athleticism by Willie Roberts allow him to come down with an interception. Tech goes forward on fourth and one at the UTEP 38. Not only do they convert, but Trey Harris picks up the other 37 yards as well for the score. UTEP hits a field goal to make it 14 to three. And after a full house blitz, forces an incompletion on third down to force that field goal. A third straight drive for the dogs find the end zone, but the extra point is blocked. 20 to three Tech. And at this point, McNeil is 11 for 14 with three touchdowns. UTEP goes three and out, and a deep shot to Smoke adds another touchdown, except he just barely stepped out of bounds. And then the sky starts falling. On the next play, Trey Harris fumbles a completed catch. Then B.J. Williamson drops an easy interception. Willie Roberts gets called for a pass interference on a third and short. And UTEP finally finds the end zone, and now it's 20-10 Tech. Tech tries a swinging gate trick play on the next drive for a touchdown, but penalty on the play for illegal formation. Second straight drive where Smoke barely missed the end zone, and the dogs have to settle for a field goal themselves, 23-10. UTEP's offensive ineptitude returns as Gavin Hardison throws a pick six to Miles Brooks. The Miners turn the ball over on their next drive as well, fumbling just before the half. Not really much to say about the third quarter. UTEP turns the ball over on downs twice, and Tech punts twice. And then the sky starts falling again. The first drive of the fourth quarter cuts Tech's lead to 13. A three and out by Tech. And two plays later, it's a one-score game, 30-24. to Tech needs to respond, and when facing a possible three and out, McNeil finds Trey Harris for a 64-yard gain, and then Smoke Harris the next play for the end zone. No penalty this time, 38-24 to Tech after the two-pointer. UTEP goes three and out. Tech attempts a field goal that's blocked. UTEP tries and fails to recover the loose ball, and Tech gets a new set of downs. Marquise Crosby fumbles. Gavin Hardison throws a third interception, and Buck Buchanan hits a 52-yarder <laughs> to make it 41-24. to UTEP adds another touchdown, pretty much in garbage time at this point, and it's far too little, far too late. Tech recovers the onside attempt and wins 41-31. to Crazy game, at least in the last few minutes of it. I mean, that back and forth felt like a game of catch. Yeah, I was really kind of surprised that Tech didn't blow it, right? It feels like a game where, I mean, Tech has played so poorly at other points during the year. It's like, okay, we just got lucky those first few drives. I mean, we scored 20 points in our first three drives and only scored 21 more points the rest of the game. I mean, they really tried in that third quarter. Um, they they really, really did try because uh, they, like, I think they made it through. I have to check, but I think they made it throughout the third quarter without a first down. Yeah. Uh, UTEP's quarterback, it seems like a stand-up guy, uh, was wearing a jersey uh, with the the surname of a former teammate that passed. Seems like a stand-up guy, great kid. He just had a really, really bad game. Uh, threw a lot of really ill-advised passes. It felt like 
I was watching Parker McNeil from the USA gameplay. It wasn't until later on in the game where I started to feel like, oh, God, we might blow this. But in the beginning, Tech, like you mentioned, firing on all cylinders. At one point, it was 21 to 3. Um, I was feeling pretty good to begin with. <laughs> the thing to me, like there were a lot of things to like break down about this game because at the be- it felt like there were two separate Tech teams like the one before halftime was like lighting up all cylinders and when they came back out it was like okay this is the tech that we've seen all year what is going on um and then i mean if it weren't for some gutsy plays by utep the game would have been much closer um if utep had gotten those two first down conversions when they were doing fourth and short in the fourth quarter at 10 with 10 18 left the game would have been tied if they had just kicked field goals and made them sure yeah yeah. this could have been a much closer game could have been but utep utep yeah yeah like you said that third quarter for tech it was three straight three and outs even going a little bit in the fourth quarter on that third one but I mean, that first drive, incomplete pass, a run, and then on third and nine, you run the ball again. You're pretty much settling for a punt there on your own 10-yard line. Uh, the next drive after UTEP turns the ball over on downs, we get hit with a false start right out of the gate, and that backs you up. And then yep. we have two, we, we run, run, pass uh, because we're trying to bleed the clock. Um, the next drive as well, we get sacked twice uh, when we finally decide to start passing the ball again to try to get our offense woken up a little bit. Uh, luckily, the next drive, we had the, the huge completion to Trey Harris, but even that was on a third down. Tech was in danger of going four and out, three and out, and punting the ball on four straight drives. And luckily, that pass was completed because they're on their own 21-yard line, too. So that would have been another punt situation. And as of having a minute left in the third quarter, UTEP had had nine minutes of possession at that point, and they there was literally nothing to show for it. No scores on the board. Like, it just... They ran third quarter. They had the ball for the majority of that quarter. And I mean, it just nothing really came about from either team. Nope. Third quarter was a snore fest. I mean, UTEP turned the ball over on downs twice, which I mean, props to Tech for standing tall and forcing those incompletions on fourth down. But yeah, like you said, Courtney, if they kick field goals there, this is a different game by the end of it. Um, It also felt like what their plan was at the beginning of the game was to run the ball, control the game, control the points. And you should win. That's what they did the last two weeks. And but they were doing okay I'm, at that. They were doing okay, but Tech jumped but, out to twenty to three. Exactly. But on top of that, it's like their their rush game had been good in the past. But what was baffling me about this was how many times they were trying to go for the long passes. Every single time, except for one, they were incompletions. Um, in the first quarter, there was one that was close, but um, when Willie Roberts got a pass interference call because he you know, it would have been over the receiver's head and out of bounds. And that was the first first down that UTEP had had in the whole game was based off of a PI from Willie Roberts. And that was the thing that I noticed the most consistently about UTEP's offense is that they kept trying to go for these long haul plays and only one panned out the way that they were expected to. So if they may, if they rushed the majority of this game, it may have been an entirely different game. Yeah, especially if that first drive doesn't get picked off. I mean, they pass completion two runs and then the interception happens also an illegal formation penalty that gets declined on the interception. That's, that's insult to injury right there. Uh, oh boy. But yeah, the next drive, they try running the ball more and they have some success, um, quite a few eight yard carry drives there, but then they end up sputtering when they get down to the red zone, um, have to kick the field goal. And then the next drive, they get called for a false start, which backs them up. And so they're able, they're not able to, 
to gain the yard they need to get the first down there and they have to punt. It's just sad because UTEP, I got no beef with UTEP. I, I don't, I kind of wish they were better. They're a quarterback away from being a pretty damn good football team. And the interesting thing is, like you said, Matt, about them being a quarterback away, Gavin Hardison's a third year starter for them, his fourth <laughs> year on campus. And he's back next year if he chooses to be. So, I mean, it's not like this is a plug and play guy or a guy sure. that got off the tra- transfer back. portal that isn't really paying out. They know what they have. And that's why we thought going into this game, they would run the ball a lot more. It's because he turns the ball over. Um, he's not a very accurate passer. His completion percentage is usually around 50%, which is not great. No. Uh, but Tech building that early lead really changed Indeed. how they had to play this game. Yeah. And Gavin Hurston ended up having to throw the ball 51 times. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's not great. And the running back for uh, UTEP, I think I think that kid's name was Hankins. Uh they were talking about the pronunciation of his name yeah, on the broadcast. They would not stop talking about it. They also it is, called him tougher than a peach pit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's just a great line right there. Yeah, 51 passes is the most he's ever thrown in a game, by the way. Wow. Well, they had a good running game just when your game plan gets you know shot in the foot almost immediately and you're down that much. Yeah, you're going to have to throw it a lot. So that was probably one of the biggest keys to victory. And it worked. Yeah. 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 And usually what we've had to do so far this year is – talk a bunch about the bad stuff and then convince ourselves to talk about some good stuff. But I think we have to convince ourselves to talk about some bad stuff very quickly. Uh, Matt, what bit, do you think yeah. was bad yeah. in this game? The third well, quarter. Courtney pretty much nailed it, but Cumbie at the half was pulled over for an interview and said, we had a great first half, but we got to carry this into the third quarter because this year we hadn't, we hadn't been doing that. And I'll be damned if they didn't come out and do jack fucking shit in the goddamn third quarter. They did nothing. It was horrible. I was yeah. thinking to myself, you got it. If you score like seven points in the third or 10 points, you're really dumb. You're taking it. You're convincingly winning. A 10 point victory is not convincing. I'm not, I mean, a win's a win. It's great. But want to start really putting things away early, being consistently good. So that, that, that second half burst needs to be there. Yeah, I agree. The, the, my honorable mention to this would be some of the, uh, the flags like, <laughs> At least twice, Willie Robertson got called for the exact same pass interference. Like, you did good. You intercepted the ball and you made a killer play. But can we clean up the pass interferences, especially when you're doing the same thing over and over again? Like, look back. Yeah, uh, I noticed a couple times on the couple times he got tar- uh, flagged for P.I. Afterwards, his fellow DBs would come up and they'd all like give each other like high fives. And shit. I'm thinking, what are you high fiving? <laughs> are, you, are you just telling them do better next time or do you think it's a good penalty because in in ncaa football it's not a spot foul like it's not moved to where you, the ball would have been it's a 15-yard penalty a pass interference penalty could happen through a hail mary a 70-yard hail mary in the end zone and <laughs> if there's pi in the end zone the ball isn't moved to the one yard line it's moved up 15 yards so i don't know if sometime i mean in college maybe strategically it is a good move but not not in the way he was flagged for it on saturday but I'm not too unhappy with the way the defense played, especially the secondary. I don't know what happened to Grubbs. Evan asked earlier, but I'm not sure what happened to him. Uh, Nathan, did you figure out anything about that? I haven't seen anything either. Uh, yeah, I couldn't yeah. find anything. But he, he is hurt, and he's not playing this Saturday. Yeah, I mean, what was bad? I mean, you mentioned the third quarter. The fourth quarter is really where I think really things started to go off the rails. Not just UTEP coming within one score, including, I mean, really it was that drive where we got sacked twice. 
I mean, UTEP and, really had the opportunity to tie this game. Yeah. Even when we came back and we scored an extra touchdown to make it a two score game again uh, with the Trey Harris, Smoke Harris combo, UTEP goes three and out. And then we just give the ball right back to them with a fumble. Marquise Crosby, who's who was pretty good on the night, but with five minutes left and down two scores, you'd like to just be able to put the ball away. You either kill some more time or or make a drive down the field. I mean, we're at the UTEP 20 at that point. If we even if he gets knocked in the backfield for a 10-yard loss, you still kick a field goal and make it a three-possession game. And granted, UTEP wasn't able to capitalize on this. They threw an interception on the next play, but we gave them every opportunity to get back into this game. And I really think a better team would have. And that's really what I'm scared about moving forward, especially the North Texas next week and then just onwards on the schedule. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so what was good in this game? First half, I mean, we started off great. We kept that momentum going into halftime. And then, yeah, I mean, it just it, it felt good. Like, I feel it's the first time this year that I felt like at starting off that, OK, wait, we actually could win this game like handily if we kept this up. And that's not really like a familiar feeling aside from the SFA game um, that I really have felt this year. Yeah, Matt, do you agree? That is correct. And and that kind of circles back around to what I said about coming out. Like Cumbie said, come out of the gate. I'm not saying you got to go. I, well, ideally, you'd like to go out and just destroy everybody. But you got to do something. Uh, you can't just go out there and just be terrible. Uh, which, I, in fairness, Tech didn't blow the lead or anything like that. But they came close. Man, the, the, yeah, the head coach just got done saying, "Hey, we got to come out. We got to, we got to, we got to keep the consistency up," and they didn't. So that's got to improve. The other thing I'm kind of wondering if it worked in our favor was the fact that UTEP. I mean, they played in week zero. They had been playing six games in a row, and they don't have a bye or they didn't have a bye week until this week. So we just came off of a bye week. We're fresh. We're clean. Like we we had some bad games, but we're coming back into it. And I'm kind of wondering if like UTEP was just tired because those, I mean, those interceptions were really, or the turnovers were really messy. And I kind of wonder if any of that would be attributed to the fact that they've been playing for six weeks straight. I mean, probably a little bit, but it's also kind of par for the course for them. The, the interceptions, while not this egregious still happened and just, a lot of incomplete passes going into this game too from the quarterback. So I, I think that definitely, yeah, that was part of it, but it's also just, this was give them full rest. They're, they're not a contender in conference USA this year. Well, I mean, yeah. but our defense hasn't really looked like a good contender this also year until true. this game. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. And tech has not looked like a contender until this game. You're right. Yeah. I'm, I mean, my answer to this question was also going to be that what was good tech came out of the gate swinging, um, but really just Parker McNeil, We've seen good things from him throughout the year, but I never saw anything in this game that had me scratching my head. Um, no, no, he played very well. He wasn't yeah. perfect. I could ask for a better quarterback, but he I'm had no perfectly turnovers happy. this game, yeah. right? And and none that I've seen no. that were even like a dropped ball interception. Like there were there were some bad passes because there are always going to be some bad passes, and so I mean that just by itself is very good to see, and it's also kind of surprising. To just transition my answer into the next category as well. Mm-hmm. Last week, I kind of gave a from the heart, prove me wrong, Parker McNeil kind of speech, and he did. And I'm happy to be surprised by that. The dude just, South Alabama, it was just sad to see some of those interceptions. And to this week, come out, have an extra week of practice, have an extra week to to get ready for this game, and just fire on all cylinders, especially early. I mean, that was 
the most surprising thing. I thought Tech would be able to win this game if they did in spite of some turnovers, not because they caused them from UTEP. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I think surprising, like, I think what was surprising to me about this game that I haven't seen in the other games was how well the offense seemed to click together. I mean, Trey Harris and Smoke Harris obviously came out with some really, really great, like, hot touchdowns, Um, just really good. But looking at, like, my notes from this game, I mean... Uh, Gardner had some great plays. McGee had some great plays. Crosby had some great plays. It just kind of felt like the offense was clicking on all cylinders and like working and just that cohesiveness. Like, I hope we see that going throughout the season because that's going to be key to us taking the conference. Yeah. A-Bear played really well too. Yes. Uh, I I mentioned that the announcers put out their A-Bear trails only that, that kid from Georgia, that holy shit level Next, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle kid. Um, so, Aver's having a pretty good season, too. And I don't care who's catching the touchdowns. I just want guys to catch the ball. Trey Harris pisses me off a few times. He's had some pretty bad drops. Uh, he had a couple of really great receptions against UTEP. One really bad drop that made me very angry. But the uh, two-point conversion, I believe Trey caught it. Did a great job. Um, a couple of other plays where Trey did really well. Smoke had one play where he just pooped on everybody. But sadly, his... His his cleat bike brushed one blade of white grass, so it didn't count. Something else that was surprising about this game was I want to see more plays like the one where Sonny Kenby called the timeout after we kicked the field goal and then decided, wait, no, we're going to do a two-point conversion. Like, that was surprising, and that is something that I want to see more of because Skip would never. No, Skip would never. I just didn't like burning a timeout on something. Cumby sometimes is It was the fourth quarter with, I mean, we were two scores ahead and it was 8.50 on the clock. Burn him if you had him. Sure, but Cumby just, he struggles with some indecisiveness and I liked it in the the Mizzou game and in a couple of other games. He's like, fourth down, let's go. Let's just do it. Let's just go. But eh, some other things, like uh, I harped on this a lot in the group chat during the game. I really did not like that the field goal unit was not ready to get on the field to kick that field goal. They got blocked, and then we got gifted a first down. Yeah, that was um, sloppy and somehow played in favor. Very not happy because that's that's coaching. Your players got to be like you got to know the situation. Your, your coaches got to know the situation, and those players need to be ready to run onto the field. It's never ideal that you have to run onto the field, but to kick a field goal. But it pissed me off. I did not like that. So that that's another thing that I would love to see an improvement on just, and I'm not, I'm not speaking to the fact that we need to improve on how fast our field goal unit gets on the field. <laughs> uh, of course, communication of talk, it. I'm and Jonathan Barnes needs to get faster. Jonathan. <laughs> he, he is a little chunky. Baby Barnes. Yeah. I got, I got no room to talk, but he is a chunky boy. Yeah. Well, let's see if you pick a chunky boy to be your player of the game. Oh, I'm no, not, I'm, I'm picking the quarterback. You're the one that said chunky boy. I'm picking Parker McNeil certified, not a chunky boy. Uh, also, not an intercepty boy in this game. Just, just going to let Matt laugh for a little bit. Uh, 18 for 27, 266 yards, averaged nearly 10 yards of completion. Sorry, nearly 10 yards of pass, even better. Four touchdowns. I mean, from a guy who we had serious questions about going to this game, for him to flex on UTEP like that is just lovely to see. Yes. Now, here's a guy... He told Nathan to shut up and watch this. Yeah. yeah I won't be an intercepty boy tonight. <laughs> he did very well. I, yeah. 
one play in particular, which I can't narrow down to when it happened in the game, UTEP were sending just about everyone on the blitz. Uh, offensive line picked it up very well. Parker never lost his cool, never flushed out of the pocket. He stood tall, delivered a dart, and completed it. And that was the first time since the season started where I said, wow, what a great play by our quarterback. He just looked – it, it was just cold-blooded. I loved it. And it's not even a play that was a big deal. It didn't make or break the team's ability to win or lose. It was just a really good quarterback play. So the bye week did wonders for that kid, Matt said before he did very poorly against UNT. (laughs) Who's your player of the game, Matt? My player of the game, I, I don't know how it could be anybody but Parker McNeil. Given what he has shown in the first few games and the big step forward he took against UTEP, no turnovers, four touchdown passes. I'll take that every single weekend. Argue with that. Yeah. Courtney, who's yours? Um, well, I mean, Parker McNeil did fantastic and you guys already picked him, but if you guys pick the same one, I'm gonna pick two to make up for it. Smoke Harris and Trey Harris. They caught the majority of the touchdown passes for this game. They had some very dynamic plays. Everything was clicking. I mean, honestly, if I could just give it to the offensive line for this one, I would because they had there were so many offensive players that just had key moments that like really made this game. Um, But Smoke Harris and Trey Harris were both big parts. But yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about our final thoughts in this game. I mean, we've kind of covered a lot of things in this one, and we're also going to welcome Josh for this little segment right here. Actually, Josh, let's start with you. Did you think that Tech Wenton didn't die in this game? Or Hey, what's up? How nice do you think to be it here. Uh, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. Uh, That's not true. As far as... It is yeah, true. He's never true called. He's never called into the, because no one has ever called into the show. Does it count that I was doing it for my phone one time driving home? Anyway. Also, we did have a one eight hundred number for a little bit, and my brother left us a voicemail. So one person has called in before. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Being destroyed by facts and logic. <laughs> All right, what, what, what are your facts and logic for this game, though? Uh, it looks yes. like tech. Uh, oh, that was great. Tech, you know, they went. They didn't die. Although in the second half, they tried to die because, man, from what I saw and from what the box score shows, we came out flat. Wait a second. When did y'all turn on this game? Mm, good question. Nathan? <laughs> Around the block field goal. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did the same thing at my wedding. Evan and Daniel turned on the uh, South Carolina State La Tech game at my wedding reception, which took forever because the game was delayed until like 10 p.m. because of a thunderstorm. Sorry, I, I wouldn't even be mad about that. No, I'm more yeah, mad no. at the fact that they started ha- uh, not doing great whenever they turned on the game. That was my bigger takeaway from it. Listen, oh, I may yeah. or may not be cursed, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. I think it's all of y'all. want to just back up to where Josh just said, uh, said he was going to destroy us with facts and logic. So, um, uh, yeah, you. fact thank is you uh, for- Parker McNeil looked pretty good, you know. And that's a logical thing to, that's a logical thing to say. And logically, Trey Harris pooped all over them. And so did Smoke Harris. So. I'm glad it wasn't literal. I'm glad it was just a logical pooping. <laughs> don't want to. Not wanna an actual one, but a logical one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but, uh, God. They look good. I mean, you know, from what I've picked up after jumping in the call and what I've seen, it's, you know, we got we to gotta work on our second half, coming out of the gate strong in the second half and, you know, actually making some good adjustments. You know, we gave up 21 in the fourth to UTEP. Not exciting. But, you know, hey, conference win. 1-0 in conference. We'll take it. Dogs look good. Yeah, Courtney, what do you think? Uh, I agree. I think Tech went. They 
really did try to die, but they did not. Uh, consistency really needs to be key throughout these games moving forward if we want to be a contender for the conference title. Um, but I mean, the offense looked great. Uh, defense looked like things were clicking. Uh, special teams looked really good. Buck Buchanan with that 52 yard field goal. Um, but I mean, can't forget the fact that if UTEP hadn't gone for it twice on fourth down and they did kick those field goals success- successfully, we would have had a tie game and it would have been a whole nother situation. Um, so, you know, we just need to stay consistent going forward and maybe, maybe we have a chance to be contenders for the conference. Yeah, Matt? Tech uh, did go and did not die. Enough said. <laughs> I mean, pretty simple right there. This was a fun game to watch, um, including even the parts that are scary in the moment and are more fun in retrospect where UTEP tried to make it a closer game that ended up being Tech was in control for the majority of this game. And just because that happens doesn't mean you always win it. Uh, but fortunately, Tech did not blow it. And that to me is enough to say that Tech went and did not die. Before we wrap up the show, though, we have a bowling update. It's been a while since we've talked about more than one sport in one of these episodes. Um, at Evan's wedding, not only were all of us there, or most some of us there, Emily Reddick, the bowling member slash GTPDD correspondent, was also there and provided some information about a tournament that happened that Tech competed in uh, over this past week. In fact, it was two different separate tournaments is how this worked on day one. They won five individual games and eight Baker games. They won that tournament. Patricia won the individual portion with Allie in second place. Uh, we're on first name basis now, apparently, which is pretty nice. Day two, they also won playing in seven individual games. Patricia won again, followed by Allie getting second and Lindsay fish- finishing third. Uh, there was also a guys field competing. Not that Tech was competing against the guys per se, but Tech's final totals for both days even beat the guys total scores. So I think that just means we have the best bowling team ever. I mean, we can always count on the bowling team to make <laughs> us feel better regardless, right? Yeah. Tech won in both football and bowling this week. I mean, you just got to love that. Back on track, baby. Yeah. yeah. Not only are we we're not a baseball school anymore, we're an everything school. That about <laughs> wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please on Tie podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can play the contest at gtpdd.dog slash contest. You can do the fantasy thing at that same domain name, but replace contest with fantasy. Or you can buy the shirt of the month. This month's shirt of the month is a 1972 national championship shirt when Tech won what's now kind of considered Division Two uh, in the national championship field by winning the Grantland Rice Bowl. You should go ahead and get that shirt before it disappears at the end of October. And if you want something a little bit warmer for the winter months, it's also available on a sweater sweatshirt thing. So go ahead and get it. GTBDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. I'm Courtney. I'm Josh. And go tech. Please don't die. Please. UTEP preview. Josh, there is no UTEP preview. We already played that game. Yeah, um, I, I'm about a week ahead of time. Uh, we can- no, I just forgot. That's how time zones work, right? You were in California, so no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How are you always so busy? What do you do? Uh, I've been on my grind, dog. Stacking that what? paper. <laughs>
You're working nine to five. What are you doing at five o'clock? Hey, bro, don't knock my side hustle. Okay, you're not actually answering my questions. Oh, uh, you know, be gymming, be cooking, adulting. Take care of my place. You Do know. you typically take eight hours to work out and cook? Yeah. <laughs> well, then I understand entirely. <laughs>